Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Podcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Tuesday, January 25th, day 2022. Coming right up, it's the Book of Psalms, chapter 42 and 43. Don't you dare miss it. We have a special guest today. You know, you know her. You love her. It's none other than Tammy. Can you dig it? Lynn with the hyphen. Hey, Tammy, how's it going? Um, it's going really good. You know what, Tammy? I haven't heard from you for a couple days, and I've been calling around all the liquor stores in London, Ontario, to see where you've been. And you've been around. You've been around. <laughs> uh, no, I went to Healthy Planet and Walmart, and well, I stocked up on some I, supplies. I didn't know you knew about Walmart. Because obviously I like the finer things in life, and that's where I shop for all my boutique items. Walmart, the best parking lot. I shop for your boutique items at um, Giant Tiger. The at G- GT boutique. The GT boutique. Well, sometimes I don't get as good of a parking spot as at Walmart. Like Walmart Acres has parking galore, and it's always a nice brand new parking lot. Um, well shoveled, salted. We live up here in Canada. Hey, there's a snowstorm today. Did you get one too, Tammy? Tammy's down there we in re- got one remote location. All last night. And a remote location, London, Ontario. We're up here in the Paisley area of the Great Lakes area. We're at the Companion Chapel headquarters here on Side Road 2829, Paisley, Ontario, Canada. That's number 338, Side Road 2829. I want to tell you something. Get involved in the Companion Chapel, companionchapel.com, and it's me and Tammy only. And Tammy, you're three hours away, and you got a snowstorm, you said. Yeah, yesterday and last night there was a snowstorm. But they have lots of plowing machines and lots of equipment and the logistics to get the snow away. So I suggest you could be up here within a couple hours. (laughs) They're not quite that good at it. Well, let's get into Psalms chapter 42. And this is just the greatest thing. Now I'm going to do an intro to Psalms 42. Now Psalms 42 and 43, it says, Mashel, Mashel, or this means for or by the sons of Korah. Now that's called a superscription. That's also the title. Now almost every single Bible that I've ever seen attaches the title to the bottom of the last Psalms, and that's a mistake. This is the superscription, the title of this Psalms, 42, and I tie 42 and 43 together, and you'll see why when we play this out. Watch this. You must read Numbers chapter 16 to understand these two Psalms. The sons of Korah were being misled by someone. They, they, would, have had tr- they would have trusted, okay, their dad, Korah. Korah challenged God through Moses and Aaron, like today when people challenged the Word of God. People gave the children of Israel a way out. God gave... uh, I'm going to try to start over here. I don't know why I can't talk very good today, but God gave the children of Israel a way out of the heathen captivity of oppression. Just like today, Exodus out of Egypt simply means an escape from spiritual corruption. God will give you a way out of spiritual corrupt oppression. Okay, God will give you a way out. You are not to look back and romanticize heathen lifestyles as Lot's wife did, and here Korah did also in Numbers chapter 16, as it's written in 1 Corinthians 10. This refers to and quotes of this very time, then states in verse 6 and 11, Two times for emphasis. All these things happen to them for examples to us. They are written to warn us how these end times will play out. God's word was, is, and always will be. Therefore, his prophecies 
all historically occur and develop in partial and preliminary happenings before they become fulfilled and permanent. For example, the prophecy of the first advent, that was fulfilled and exhausted by Jesus Christ. All these other prophecies played out like that for us, for these end time warnings, as it's written. The title of Psalms 42 is Meschil. Meschil is the title or superscription of Psalms thir- of 13 Psalms. Okay, 13 out of the 150 Psalms. 13 indicates chaos. Here the chaos is the disillusionment. How do you say disillusionment? Like you should see the way I tried to spell this. Like a grade four-year-old. Say disillusionment. Disillusionment, Tammy? Yeah. That's like... You're good. That's, that's really refers to you personally, Tammy. Right? Disillusionment. <laughs> Of the sons of Korah. Okay, here, the chaos is the disillusionment of the sons of Korah. Now, mashkil means to scrutinize, arising from deep consideration to come to an understanding. You just don't jump to conclusions like people do these days. You scrutinize things and deep consideration of things, and then you'll come to an understanding. So let's compare this to other mashkil psalms. For example, Psalm 32, which we just covered recently. It's written, I will, I, will, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way that thou shouldest go, but not as the horse or the mule that have no understanding. In other words, you get nothing but disillusionment if you're going to be stubborn and be reactive. Psalms 44, another Messiah Psalm. We have heard, Psalms 45, hearken and incline thy ear. So I think we have a good introduction there. This book of Psalms, chapter 42 to chapter 72, is called the Exodus part of the Psalms. And um, let's, just, let's just get this going here, because this refers back to the Exodus, and we're going to see that the word Jehovah is not used here. Just God, because Jehovah hasn't introduced himself. So this puts us right in God's time frame where he wants us to learn from some, for, for understanding. Now, don't be stubborn, Tammy. God's going God's to teach us Quiet. some things here. 42 verse 1. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. Okay, so you're never going to feel fulfilled or fully fed. Have any inner peace. Until you seek the Lord. And this word God here is Elohim. It's not Jehovah. This is Elohim means the creator not yet revealed as Jehovah uh, to Israel in the Egyptian oppression. So God in your creation. Okay. My thirst, my soul thirsteth for God. This means the living God. For the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Now, my soul thirsts for God. This word God here is different from the word God in verse 1 of the manuscripts. And this word God here means the living God. In contrast with all the fake gods and idols and anything else that causes disorder, chaos, or disillusionment that people follow back then and today, search out the living God, the God of the universe, your heavenly Father. Okay, we know his name is Yahweh now, but they, God didn't give him, back then, in, uh, when Korah was tripping around with his sons, he didn't have that name Yahweh yet, or the condensed name Yah, which means self-existent, omnipotent God. Okay, three. My tears have been my meat day and night while they were continually while they continually say unto me where is thy god 
Where's your creator, they're saying. Why are there tears? This is written by the sons of Korah. Because Korah, their daddy, and 250 of his rebellious henchmen just got wiped out along with 14,700 others who backed his play. That, so there's a lot of disillusionment here. They were following their dads. Like, yeah, daddy knows. Daddy's got 250 henchmen with them. Let's go up to Moses and challenge Moses. And Moses was representing God. And God didn't like that. Now you can read that, all about that in Numbers chapter 16. Four. And you know what else, Tammy? Are no, you still there? What? Are you still there, Tam? Yeah. Korah means iced. And God iced them. Get it? <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm all alone here, man. This is like cabin fever time. It's the dead of winter, okay? I have to amuse myself. I have no electricity, no running water. Like, I'm just sitting here, okay? Alone with my thoughts. And you know how my brain gets going. Okay, verse 4. Oh, my goodness. Must be a party over there. Party central, Tammy. Four. When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I have gone with the multitude, I went with them to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise, with the multitude that kept the holy day. That's the feast day. Okay? He remembers. These guys had first-hand eyesight experience of coming out of Egypt. Now think about that, what they would have seen. Supernatural display of God's power. Like they saw it. They praised God. They took them out of that oppression. And here Korah gets out there. And it gets 250 people back, and they start romanticizing what it was like to be back in those days in Egypt. Oh, yeah, we had, a, you know, we had stuff and things, and we'd trip around. Yeah, we had to work 14-hour days in the baking sun, but, you know, we, you know, we still, you know, just complaining and looking back, not making the best of the situation. God will always give you a way out. You might not like it in your superficiality. But God knows best. You make the best of every situation, and God will open up more situations for you. But as soon as you hesitate and stop, you're dead in the water. And that's just the way it is. That's a universal truth that, and, and a proof that God exists. Five, why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted in me? Why am I disillusioned, sons of Korah are saying? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Okay, so there's a question and answer right there. Keep your hope in God. Now, I always say to people, what did you do to deserve to hope? Like, what have you done to deserve to hope? You just sit there, well, I hope this is going to work out. From I really hope this goes the, the way I want it. You know what I mean? What did you do anything about it or just sitting back? What, to deserve to hope? God wants you to sacrifice your sacrifice of unadulterated love. And you can't love someone you don't know. And Jesus Christ is the living word. We're going to see this word hope uh, written several times here in Psalms 42 and 43. Hope thou in God. You can't romanticize who you think God is. You have to get a working knowledge of the Bible. He is the living word. He is the truth. And the truth is a great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, and heaven and hell. Don't forget, our Lord Jesus Christ came down here. We have the written word now. Back then, they were just starting to get the written word put together. We have it now. It, Jesus Christ is the living word, as it's written in the book of John. Don't let me tail off here, Tammy. Okay. The book of John. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and 
tabernacled amongst us, dwelt among us. He became our teacher, our rabbi, our master, our wonderful counselor. Look, he didn't have to come down and do that at all. He did it because he loves you. He wants to give you a way out back to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. Okay, verse... uh, Okay, the help of his countenance. Yeah, they saw the pillar. They saw the Red Sea. Verse 6. And my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan and from the Hermonites and from the hill of Mizar. That's almost Hermitites, right? Hermonites. I think I live in the land of Hermonites. And from the heights of Hermon, from the hill of Mizar. Yeah, well, you know what, Tammy? This is all they're saying is when they were tripping around out there after they left Egypt, they saw stuff and God defeated the enemy when they were just, you know, they didn't have weapons or nothing. Like there was like two million of them and they didn't have things. They had, Well, they, they raided everything of the Egyptians. They took all their stuff. That's why it's not written in Egyptian um, history about the captivity of two million of these Hebrew people because they were supposed to be their labor force. They were in captivity. They're their prisoners. And what happened? Their God, our God, Yahweh, steps in and smites them with all these plagues and they walk away with all their stuff. Like, they just walked into their houses, took all their stuff later. Yeah, thanks for having us captivity for all these years. We're taking your stuff and leaving. Of course, Egyptian history, they're so proud of themselves. They're so spiritually corrupt. It would leave that out of their history books. Um, Here we go on verse 6, 7. Deep calleth unto the deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. They witnessed supernatural things. They followed that pillar of light as you were going through the wilderness. Now, remember, you have to go back to geography. And, you know, we studied the Sphinx in Psalms 19. Dude, epic study. Epic. It binds in the circuit of God. It binds in, it ties in, the, it's the threads that run through the Bible in Genesis chapter 1, Psalms 19. We know through man's science, who digging around with their little picking axes and stuff, and other scientific endeavors that back then around the pyramids pyramids and the sphinx and the sphinx itself means circuit that that was a lush vegetation area that the earth has this wobble to it that as a little wobble as it's doing its circuit and it's a 26,000 year wobble and the weather changes as that little wobble happens and now it's a desert land but back then it wasn't. So when they were wandering through the wilderness, everyone thinks they were just wandering through the heat of the desert. That wasn't the case. And remember John the Baptist wandering through the wilderness. That doesn't mean the wilderness as you, you might think in the English language. There was towns and villages. There was stuff and things. But God was taking care of these children. It wasn't like there was the Highway 401 with cities and, and uh, convenient rest stops all along the way. They were hoofing it in their sandals. You know, but it was a much different landscape, as people would say. Desert just means desert land. There wasn't anything out there. There was, there was vegetation. It wasn't desert like sand, like the English word implies. So keep that in mind as we go through these times. Eight. Yet the Lord will command His loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night His song shall be with me. And repeat, day and night. Keep it. Keep. Lord, in your heart, in your thoughts, your intents, your actions, day, night, repeat. And my prayer 
unto my God of my life. He's the God of your life, the God of your soul. God owns all souls. Your soul is what you are. Tammy is an alien, but we are <laughs> human beings. Your soul. I love being unique. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Yo, unique, all right. Let's tell you something. Your spirit and your soul. Your soul is what you are, a human being. Your spirit is who you are. That's the intellect of your soul. That's your character. That's your reactive attitude that motivates all actions. That's who you are. Okay, so what you are and who you are. God of my life, he owns all souls. And you're judged on who, on who you are. Okay, verse 9. I will say unto God, my rock, he is your only stability, he is your rock, your refuge, your buckler. Okay, he is your only consistent thought pattern. God, my rock, why hast thou forgotten me? When I go mourning because of the oppression of my enemy? Okay, why go, why go I mourn? These guys are whining and complaining because they're disillusioned. You know, they were following Moses. They got out of the great uh, oppression of, of slave labor. Just absolute slave labor. And they got out of that. And, you know, then all of a sudden, Daddy Cora gets 250 henchmen together. And, of course, they're going to be watching their dad. They want to trust their dad. They, oh, look at Dad's doing this. But the sons of Korah did not join that bandwagon. Now, remember the fifth commandment. You honor your mother and your father. You honor them for bringing, them, for bringing you into the world. And for giving you somewhat stability or feeding you or whatever they've done or if they haven't done anything at all, just God puts you with those parents and it's a commandment to honor them because they brought you into the world and you're supposed to learn from the things what they've done and what they haven't done. What they've done and what they haven't done. If they were just horrible parents, then you're going to learn, I'm not going to be a horrible parent like they are. And we pray for them. Like if daddy bailed or if daddy stuck around and just was no good or wasn't around, but was around, like workaholic or something, well, I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to serve the Lord, put God first. And so the sons of Korah would have looked at daddy like, wow, man, he's got 250 henchmen together and 14,700 people following him. But the sons of Korah held their own. But of course they would be disillusioned and confused. And that's why they got to write 11 Psalms. They're talking about this disorder and the chaos. Okay? And that's natural. But you can sort it out. God is your rock. He's your only stability. That's where you turn to. So when he's saying, I, why, go I why am I mourning because of the oppression of my enemy? Okay, he's going to answer it. As with a sword in my bones, my enemies reproach me. And they say unto me daily, where is thy God? How many people say that to the downtrodden who have turned their back life to God? Who have turned their life back to God? Where's your God now? Where's your God now, Michael? Your truck's broken down in the front lawn. Look at your life. Where's your God now? What do you think? God comes down and writes you a check for a million bucks. You're off to the car dealership. You go, you're a Christian now. Here you go. Yeah, you're not shopping at Walmart anymore. You're going to shop at the Hottie Tootie store. How do you call that? Hottie Toddy? Hootie Tootie? Just give up. <laughs> I'm going to shop at Holt and Renfrew now. You know what I'm saying, Tam? Yes, I know what you're saying. Know Next. You know what I'm saying? Eh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. The taunting scoffers. I always remember the power of a scoffer always lies within accusation, never fact. They sit back and sit on the fence and just taunt people. And God hates that. In, in Revelation chapter 3, he just calls them vomit. People that sit back and criticize all the time and do nothing. 
You know, God hates that. Where is your God now? If you're with God, like, how come your life is going so terrible? Well, God knows how much discipline we need and how much affliction we need to humble for the eternity. He's saying, look at these sons of Korah. They, they held their own. They didn't jump on the bandwagon of Mr. Popular Big Shot Daddy here. Okay, so, but they're feeling this. This natural emotion. Okay, why art thou cast down? Uh, I lost my spot. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted with me? Like, why am I feeling so beat up here? Well, it's time to humble yourself. Hope thou in God. There's the word hope again, and you'll be picked back up. For I shall yet praise him. Who is the health of my countenance and of my God? The health means the salvation. Okay, he will pick you up. He'll put that spark right back into your eyes. And we're going to go on to 43 here. I'm just going to continue reading because in my eyes, it's the same psalm, but there's two here. That makes 150. That's a better number, I guess. I'm not going to question it, but there's no title here for this psalm. So I'm just going to attach it to Psalm 42. Judge me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man. Yeah, vindicate me. Judge me. I'm going to hold my own. I'm not going to follow the popular crowd. I'm not just going to jump on every bandwagon. I'm not about progress, profit, materialism, consumerism, constant change. I'm not going to allow my attitude to be of obscene entitlement, selfish, self-indulgent. And I'm not going to look back and blame or romanticize the past like, oh, it's so much better before COVID. Does anybody even remember what it was like before COVID? Like... Let's talk about the hospitals up here in Canada. It's like a 10-hour wait to see an emergency room doctor. You never got a, a spot in intensive care unless you were just on your last breath. They were full. Hospitals ran at capacity before. So quit looking back and romanticizing what things were like before. And Jesus Christ tells us all things. And now, Tammy, what did you just do? I just heard something, a commotion. I, I, I didn't do anything. It sounded like you, you're opening a bag of chips. <laughs> I don't have any food or drink or anything around me. I'm sitting here very quietly. Tammy, I did talk to the liquor store manager earlier today, Aaron, in London, and he said, you generally are first in line at the LCBO. Um, you're very popular down there, Tammy. You just seem to get a bottle of whatever and go trip around with your friends. And then today, you somehow called. I'm really happy to hear from you, Tammy. I'm really happy. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're happy. Okay. Uh, I I waited to, to open the bottle till after this broadcast. Yes, Tammy. Uh, me and Tammy have shared a host in the past, and it was a challenge for me the day oh. I had to put out the blue box with all those empty liquor bottles. Tammy, I did it. The neighbors would look and gaze and mock, but we held our own, didn't we? I had your back, Tammy. I had your back. Okay, yeah, verse two. There was like maybe one <laughs> wine bottle every month. Yeah, okay. Verse two. For thou art my God of my strength. Why dost thou cast me off? Okay, that's what people feel like. That's what people feel like. God has left them. God will never leave you or forsake you. If you start to follow other ways, if you train a thought tails off from God's consistent thought pattern, you're going to feel disillusioned. And it's. It's natural. This is what happened. Daddy, Daddy took 250 guys here. Cora did. And it's just like when you go into a church today and people are saying, well, you know what, Michael? It, uh, you know what? You know, we, we don't talk about Satan in this church. We only talk about the love of Christ. I'm like, 
when somebody loves you and he's your father, and Jesus Christ said he was God, so you better believe that, uh, he's going to warn you about the enemy. And the enemy's name is Satan, Little Horn, that old serpent, the devil. Have you even read that book? No, we only teach the love of Christ here, Michael. Yeah. Well, a true loving father will teach you about the enemy. And it will teach you about the disillusionment of deception and what's going on today, even this very day on planet Earth. God knows. Okay. Okay, so God doesn't cast you off. You might feel like that when you start to listen to people who are elders in your church, who are father figures, figures of authority. Don't listen to them. If they can't document in God's Word, then, oh, of course they're going to come across so peacefully and prosperously. They're lovely people. You know what, Tammy? You know what kind of people don't like me? Lovely people just don't seem to like me. They don't like me. Oh, send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. The light, Jesus Christ is the light. He is the truth. And if I said it once, I said it a thousand times, Tammy. The truth is the great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, between a lie and a truth, and heaven and hell. And you know what? The truth always stands. That smokescreen of a lie can be quite the nuisance. And God even will judge it as murder if it becomes that smokescreen of a lie becomes slander. God hates slander. And he judges those who slander others the same as those who murder others. He pretty much killed them when you say something malicious gossip about somebody. Or you maliciously just want them to go down. Or you want to make yourself feel better by putting other people down. Be careful. Jesus Christ warned us about that in the book of Matthew when he said, Raka, don't point fingers at each other. That's not what will happen in the kingdom of heaven. We come to an understanding of each other. And you have to let those things go. That prompt looking at others with disdain and blaming and looking back. Okay, thy light, thy truth will lead you. Word of God. And that will bring you to the holy hill and to thy tabernacles. This word tabernacles is plural in the Hebrew. It's, it's habitations, it's majesty, it's thy great habitation. That's what we're on the road to. We're just sojourning here. We're just passing through this earth age right now. We don't belong here. We don't belong in this hell of chaos and disorder. We are trying to search our way out and Jesus Christ gives us the way. He is the light. He is the truth. He is the ministry of salvation, our Savior, our Deliverer, our Redeemer, our Kinsman Redeemer, for whomsoever will. He is the righteous right arm of Yahweh. He is the mediator to Father. And He will bring you back to Father. Only God can reconcile you through the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the way. But you have to come to terms with what's inside of you. So God can reconcile you through the Lord Jesus Christ, so we can get back to the eternity and get back out of these nuisance nagging, oh, my sore back, oh, I got to eat, oh, I got to go to bed. Yeah, we're done with these flesh bodies. This is a testing period. And we get to go back into our spiritual bodies and finally get on with the eternity. Come on, people, let it go. It has no value. Verse 4. Then will I go unto the altar of God, finally, unto God my exceeding joy. Remember in Job chapter 38, we all sang for joy. All the stars, that's us, the stars sang for joy before the Lord, our Father, to please Him, to glory Him. He's the God of peace. It's not Star Wars up there. It's not Star Trek. Trek. Trek, Tim? Trek. Figures you would know. Tammy's a Trekkie. Right, Tim? No, 
<laughs> I only watched Tammy. the one with uh, William Shatner. Tammy was, was sweet. Like, well, was, she was sweet you, on William Shatner. <laughs> I was. When Star Trek first came out. Tammy is a nerd. Shatner, Listen. Uniform, he had it all. Yeah, whatever. His laser gun was pathetic. It looked like it was made of two popsicle sticks and some duct what? tape. You know. <laughs> well, let me tell you, that's a great example of how it is in the heart of mankind to war and even fantasize about war, even up in the stars. God is the God of peace and love. He didn't make the universe a place of Star Trek and Star Wars and one planet blowing up another planet and us going around, like fighting each other. He condensed that down here on the planet Earth so it will burn itself out. Don't be part of it. Okay, let's go, let's finish this up, Tammy. You and Star Trek and William Shatner. You know, Tammy, I don't know what's crazier, you or the things you talk about. Let's try and finish this up, Tammy. Verse 5. Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God. There's your answer. You have to turn to hope. What have you done to deserve to hope? You read your Bible, you walk it, you talk it, and you live it and breathe that hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health, that's my salvation of my countenance, and my God. And there you have it, Psalms 42 and 43. And wasn't that just the greatest thing? My name is Mike. This is the Companion Chapel. Come and visit us at companionchapel.com. And we're going to be updating the website probably later today. If I, if I can find Tammy, again, I'll, I'll call all her friends. And uh, generally, I just call the liquor store managers, see if they've seen her, Tammy. Yeah. We're going to be updating the website, companionchapel.com. Or email us at companionchapel at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Or come on out to number 338, side row 28, slash 29, Paisley, Ontario, Canada. And bring a snow shovel and probably some Tylenol for you back because the laneway is really long. But if you could just please shovel out the laneway so I can get out. I want to go to Walmart. Right, Tam? I like the finer things in life. Right, Tammy? And Giant Tiger. Don't forget that. Tammy, do you have your Tammy's two minutes lined up for today? I don't have it lined up for today. Tammy, often I mean, imitated, never duplicated, about, frequently uh, constipated, larger know, than life, really and twice as opinionated. She puts that nuisance and obnoxious. Hey, Tammy Lynn. Take it away, Tammy. Two well, minutes. Deuce Alminitos. Okay. Quattro uh, and half. This right now in Canada, we're having a big thing with truck drivers that are Canada. protesting and driving inch, up to Ottawa inch, inch, inch. Um, with all the vaccine mandates and everything like that. Uh, this is not what I'm talking about, but there was a truck driver that showed a video. Tammy. He went to a chicken processing plant here in Ontario. Do not go into the cab of a transport truck. It is a trick. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Yes. And he took a video of it. And the the workers, there there? wasn't enough workers to process the chickens. Hi, can I take your order? They were all out sick with COVID. Do you want fries with that? And this truck driver is there. And what they're doing is they're taking all these chickens that are supposed to be processed. Mm -hmm. And he's there to pick up chickens. Like, is he there to pick up the, um, what what do you call that one chicken burger where the chicken was the bun? Oh, would you be quiet and let me talk? 
So, anyways, the what happened was he shows up there, and there's a couple workers, and they're killing the chicken and throwing it in the truck. And he has to take all this, all like all of these chickens. I mean, a transport truck full of dead chickens, and dispose of them. Hmm. Now, that they should is have a barbecue. The most disgusting thing I've ever. Seen. How do we treat Mother Nature like that? Why don't they have How a, like do we a, treat this earth like that? A barbecue. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm a, I'm a vegan, and I wouldn't mind a chicken sandwich right now. Yeah, well, you know what? This ju- this gentleman showed up to pick up thousands of chickens, and all they did was snap their necks and throw them in the back. Where's of the truck Colonel Sanders in all this? Where's Colonel Sanders? This is horrible. Crimes against chickenanity. They should have at least lost their lives, gone to dog food. Why didn't they contact, you know, organic farmers? Why didn't they contact anyone to try to 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 give those chickens away, help feed the the hungry? There's lots going without food. No. Why, why did greed. why did the chicken cross the road? Oh, you're not taking this seriously. I am, Tammy. There's hundreds, I, how many you thousands? You be making points along with me, not making I'm fun trying of them. to make points, Tammy. Why didn't they have a huge barbecue? I, I don't understand why they, this manufacturer thought it would be better to kill them and throw them all away rather than to donate them. Well, so they had to they be processed. They need the. So they didn't lose their lives just for nothing. Well, they. To be incinerated. I bet it smells good there, though. But I'm. I'm. I want to tell you something. That's a terrible story about mankind not appreciating nature and mankind cannot govern themselves. They can't even govern their own food supply because it's become a commodity. Because food has become globalized and farming has become institution or industrialized and it's all part of Satan's one world system. Let me tell you something, Tammy. That was a great two minutes. I feel really bad for the chickens. I'm going to have a moment of silence after I do this and then I'm going to have a chicken sandwich. I'll probably go see Colonel Sanders because I really you know like what? the 11 Stop spices. You know I'm vegan and quit making fun of it. Wow. Do they have chicken pate? Or, no, chicken... Ew. No, chicken... Uh, what's that stuff you eat? T- uh, tofu. Eat chicken tofu. Tofu, satan, <laughs> tofu. Or satan. All right, Tammy. Um, you know what? Uh, I think we're going to do a little wrap-up here. Um, play us out, Tam. Play us out. All right. Well, thank you very much. God bless everyone. Have a blessed day. Don't forget to turn to God for everything that you need. Turn to him day and night. And that puts uh, the feather in the cap of this episode. I want to thank you very much for listening. Have a great day and bye for now. And he goes, this is what's happening. And he showed like the second truck that was there to haul away the, the dead chickens to incinerate them. Because the processing plant had had to shut their production lines down because too many people were out sick with COVID. So they just killed the chickens and were getting rid of them. Garbage, incineration, however they do it. And he was so mad. Because he goes, look at all this food going to waste. 
He goes, this is our, these are the people who are, he's like, this is our government. This is, he goes, this is just pathetic. He goes, look at the waste. Throwing thousands of dead chickens. If I was a chicken, I would have like faked that, and then I would have flew, like I would just would have took off into the wild blue yonder. You, you know? know, like why not contact organizations? And, and I would have pooped like, hey, you know on the manager's like, vehicle as I was flying. Or I just would have, I just would have laid a day's poop right on the manager's vehicle when I was driving by. I would have, if I was one of those chickens. Like, yeah, this this truck driver was. Right off. Well, maybe he was constipated, or maybe he was hungry. Oh, you know, you can never tell about these things. Like he maybe, maybe he didn't have his lunch packed. You know, he's starving. So, oh man, no, I wish I think anyone that what? goes to the grocery stores and sees like the empty shelves. Oh, there's no chicken up here. There's no chicken up yeah, in Paisley Port Elgin. Like, there's gone. no empty shelves. And there's a trucker who went out to a production. Oh, is this because the truckers aren't allowed across the border now because this COVID thing? This but was it, in Ontario. This was an Ontario chicken processing plant. Oh. This was all in Ontario. Did, how, no, what this do you mean COVID? This was all Ontario. This guy was an Ontario trucker going to an Ontario chicken processing so plant. So where did he take all the dead chickens? Because they would be rotting pretty fast. I don't like I said. I don't know whether they were going to be incinerated. I don't know how they dis- dispose of like all the the dead chickens. I have no idea. But those chickens were supposed to be processed and sent to like packaged and all that stuff and sent to the uh, the supermarkets. Like in those resealable like packages with slice processing plant. Okay. And nope. They didn't have any workers. The workers were off with COVID. There was like COVID went through the place. And so every single chicken in there just got thrown out. Killed and thrown out. COVID-19. So it's like, whoa, are you fucking kidding me? Like Tammy just dropped the F-bomb. Way to go, Tam. Way to drop the F-bomb. Well, it's pretty pathetic all right you've like, you've, do, you've milked this story yeah i get it I, like you just animal. like you've been going on about this for 10 minutes now okay well it was it's upsetting. 10 two minutes question yeah i know Don't but I, I get it they kill the chickens the chickens were in the back of the truck who's gonna unload and load those like the dock workers must be on strike too because you know like the loading it's one thing but unloading it after like was it a reefer truck like cooler on it i have no idea I have not, I don't have a clue. Flatbed? Like no, open. it had sides on it. Well, it had to have sides on it to hold all the chickens. Mm. It had an open top, yeah. but it had um, sides on it because the chickens were like, there's thousands of chickens piling up in there. Well, I look out back here, and sometimes when I'm really straining, stressing, I see a chicken, a huge chicken, playing a guitar in the backfield. It just, I just don't know. I, I just, it freaks me out. Almost yeah. as much as seeing anyway, that, seeing that, that guy back there, apart. seeing that guy back there in that dirty clown suit that just stands there. Yeah, that story just fell apart. Tough. I tried to beeline towards him once and he skated, man. I was just like, holy man, this guy ghosted on me, you know? Then I'm out there in the middle of nowhere, you know, ready to rumble. 
Listen, man, what are you doing the rest of the day? I gotta go. I got shit to do.